Father, we come before you. Would you open our hearts? God, would you open our minds? God, would you remove every barrier, every hindrance, every bit of self that gets in the way of who you are and what you want to do in us and through us? Would you have your way that your words be heard in this place and and let them transform our lives in Jesus' name, amen. I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. And on that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. If we really look at at Scripture, everything from the very beginning is about light coming into darkness. From the time God spoke, he spoke light into darkness. When we received Christ, Christ came into the darkness of our lives And with him came hope, and with him came peace and joy and love and life. And that's what God wants to do in us. That's what God has done in us, and that's what God wants to do through us. But in order for light to be seen in my life, In order for light to be seen in your life, it takes a heart and a life that is truly surrendered to him. A life that is truly the temple of the Holy Spirit. You know, we're we're talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We started talking about it last week, and and today's service is going to be a little bit different. We ended worship a little bit early because we're going to go back into worship towards the end. And, and the focal point of this morning is going to be really a consecrated, or concentrated and consecrated time of, of prayer. But our hearts this morning is this, that we really want this to be a personal thing rather than just a corporate thing. So even as uh, Educate prayed this morning, I love what he prayed because we didn't have this conversation, but he said, listen, let's pray like we've never prayed before. Let's pray without barriers. Let's pray and let's just really press in and seek the Holy Spirit. I know this is what the Holy Spirit is saying. And then, and then the Holy Spirit spoke to us through one of his people just a few minutes ago and said, listen, would you really come to my table Would you really come to this buffet of everything that I have for you and take just a little bit? I know some of you don't like buffets. I personally like buffets. 
I throw down on buffets. If it's all you can eat, I try and go. I try and get them to lose money. That sounds unchristian. But I like to, but, but that's what he's saying. He's saying, listen, would you really come? But what he said before that is, you've tried to do this on your own. You've taken something that requires the power of the Holy Spirit, and you've taken it upon yourself, and I admire the effort. I'm sure God's like, you know what? Great effort, but you're doing it wrong. I appreciate the dedication. I appreciate the resolve and the commitment, but you're not getting it. You are using yourself and your own strength, and you are wearing yourself out. But what you need to do is understand that I love you so much, I haven't just called you, but I am equipping you through my power. But in order to really operate in those gifts, we have to live yielded and surrendered lives. It's not just about us. See, when we pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's a wonderful thing for you. It's a wonderful thing for me. It enhances my walk with God. It increases my prayer life. There's a closeness with him. When I struggle in life, and I'm not even sure what to pray. Yes, pastors have this problem too. I just pray in tongues. The Holy Spirit prays for me and through me. And, 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 and praise for the exact needs that I have. And so being baptized in the Holy Spirit does amazing things for you. But it's not just about that. It's about what he wants to do through you and other people. Remember, he did this to empower you and me to be witnesses locally and internationally. But it takes a heart of surrender. It takes a a willingness to say, you know what? I've got to let go But getting back to what we want you to do this morning, I really want you to tune everybody else out. This is personal. This is not between them and you and God. This is between you and God. This is, this is about your heavenly father that's got a beautiful gift that he wants to give to you. And that's what I want you to envision this service. It's just, just imagine just you and God alone and him handing you everything that he has for you and you just receiving it from him. Not because you've, you're good enough, not because you've earned it or righteousness enough, just because you desire it. Last week we talked about surrender and how important it is in our lives. I asked you last week to pray about a couple of things over the next week, and that was, one, why do you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Too many times we go towards it without really understanding its purpose. There's a purpose in it, and I've told you what it was just earlier. But I hope that over the last week you've wrestled with that. Why do I want this? What am I hoping to accomplish with this? And through this. And secondly, we told you to examine yourself and look at your life. Where are you too much in control? I was a control freak for a while. I think I've gotten a lot better on it. And and it took me three years, as I said last week, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Because I just had too many guards up, too many walls up. And that's a lot of us in here. And that that can... cause it to take a lot of time. Um, But I want to say this. 
I don't believe it prevents you from receiving. Because here's the thing. There are some things in our lives that are bigger than us, right? You and I can't conquer on ourselves, by ourselves. And we weren't intended to. In fact, it was intended that he would conquer them for us and through us. But we need to recognize what they are. And so if that is you and, and, and you have too much control, and over the last week you've been praying and going, man, I just, am I ever going to receive this because I'm too much in control and, and, and I don't know if I can ever truly surrender myself. All you've got to do is to take that to him and say, God, here's this problem. And, and I feel like it's bigger than me. And more than I want this, this, this control in my life, more than I want that, I want everything that you have for me. And so I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, would you conquer this for me? Would you baptize me and would you fill me? Surrendering to God is critical. In a little while, we're going to invite people to come forward. And there will be those of you whose hearts will just suddenly begin to go, oh man, and get tight and panicky and stressed and nervous, and going, man, I don't know if I want to go forward, or I don't know if, if I should respond to this or not. And I want to tell you, that's an important place to be in your life. I remember when, when, when I was sitting in the pews more than I was up here. In fact, I was never up here when that was happening. And, and, and I remember when God would, the pastor would say something, and it would grip my heart, and I'd start beating, my heart would start beating just, just crazy. And begin to sweat and just being really nervous and going, man, I, I want to respond, but I don't want to respond. I want to say, if that is you, that's just the beginning of learning to surrender to God. And it's an important thing for you to go through, and it's an important thing for you to conquer because God wants to stretch you beyond the getting up out of your seat. I'm not going to say that God can only baptize you in the Holy Spirit here, and he can't do it in the pew. I'm certainly not going to say he can't do it at home, Seen it happen all over the place. But if God begins to put that on your heart, that's a personal thing between you and him. It's got nothing to do with the person next to you. But God might is giving you an opportunity in that moment to exercise the surrender and to, and to surrender to him rather than to surrender to fear. You understand why that's important? Because what God wants to do is he wants to continue to stretch you throughout your life. That is just the beginning because there are going to be moments where the Holy Spirit's going to lead you to step out into something far more fearful than coming up and being prayed for by a bunch of Christians. It's going to be a continual stretch. And as you begin to yield to him in the midst of the fear, God will continue to pour out and bless you. If you look at Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, Paul is talking to the church about spiritual gifts. And he says basically, you know, there are, there, there are many spiritual gifts. Too many of us get to the point where, okay, it's, 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 it's tongues. And then we leave it at that. This service is not just for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's for us to go to the next level of where the Holy Spirit wants us. None of you have arrived, just like me. I have not arrived. I, have, I don't have everything in my life yet that God wants me to have in my life. The Holy Spirit has more for this guy, and the Holy Spirit has more for you. So no matter where you are this morning, this whole service 
is about receiving everything that God has for you. All that he has. Isn't it interesting that this is exactly where I was going and that's what the Holy Spirit said earlier? I have so many gifts for you. This isn't just about tongues. Tongues is the initial, but it's the starting point, if you will. And he says, Paul says, look, don't be satisfied with tongues. Seek more. He talks about prophecy. He talks about words of knowledge. Growing up in, uh, in South Africa, there was a man, um, a friend of my father's, that, that, that the Holy Spirit moved powerfully in. And this man would be driving down the road, and God would tell him just to pull over and pick someone up. And this person would get into their car, and, 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 and he was such a gentle, loving guy. In the most gentle and loving way, this man would begin to tell this, this person all about their own lives. And every struggle and every concern. And God moved in that. And these people would get saved in an amazing way. Man, there are words of knowledge that God wants you to be able to begin to operate in. There's wisdom. There's tongues. There's interpretation. There's healing. There's miraculous power. All of these are mentioned as gifts that the Holy Spirit wants to impart on his people. Like the Holy Spirit said this morning, man, quit doing it by yourself. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, he says, one body, many parts. And he says this right after he talks about all the different gifts. Now, again, remember, he's talking to the church. He's saying, man, this should be alive in this body, in this church. And he says, all of these parts, they're different, but they make up the whole body. We shouldn't be envious of somebody else's gift. They're just a different body part. But what we should see in, in, in the body of Christ is, is a fully functioning body where all of these parts exist and operate together. And that starts individually with saying, you know what, Holy Spirit, I just want everything that you have for me. I want all that you have for me, every resource, every gift, every tool, because I want to operate the way you want me to operate not just in my own life, but it's about bringing light into darkness. And when the Holy Spirit begins to gift you, and as you surrender more and more to him, I believe he gives you more and gives you more. As you are a good steward with your life and as you are a good steward with the gifts he gives you, he's going to give you more to use for his kingdom, to glorify his name and not ours. And so this morning, this is what this is about. This is about receiving from the Holy Spirit everything that he has for you. As Paul talks about this, interesting enough, he goes into love right after it. He says, all of this is great. All of this is great, but it needs to be moved in love. You ready to leave yet? Paul says this. He says, if you have tongues and don't have love, that's what you sound like. He says, if you have tongues, if you have this gift of the Spirit and there's not love in you, when people come into contact with you, 
This is all they get. How many of you want to stay if I keep doing that? Come on, be honest. None of you. You guys are ready to leave already. I'm deaf in my left ear right now. But you can't hear. Anyway, but what, this is what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, listen, all of this, the glue that holds us together is love. If, if you speak in the tongues of angels and have not love, all people see is that. All they get is that. And let me tell you, that doesn't bring them towards Christ. It drives them out. It drives them out. He says, it's love. He says, man, if, if, if you have faith that can move mountains, and if you can prophesy, and you don't have love, you are nothing. He says, if you have all of these gifts, but you don't have the glue and the heart of God, which makes them powerful, and that is his love, it is worthless. All of these gifts that God wants to give need to be driven. The engine needs to be about love. It's love. What is love? Love is patient. Being patient means you don't want to be patient. That's the key about patience. Is everything in you does not want to be patient. Patience isn't easy. Love means it's patient. Love is kind. Be nice. Just just be nice to people. You don't have to condone what they're doing. But you can love them. He says they will know you by your love, not by your power. Not by your words. In fact, he says that when, when, when you, they come into contact with you, they should know who you are first by your love. And as, after your love projects out of you, they should be able to see the confirmation of wisdom and, and, and power and miraculous deeds and all of these things in tongues. But love should be shining through. We are just earthen vessels. We are not perfect, but when the Holy Spirit lives inside of us through the cracks in our lives, his light shines, and his love penetrates the darkness. And so what God is saying is, man, listen, all of this is important, but the key behind it is a love, a, a, a sacrificial kind of love that will cause you to lay down your life for other people, and to love them despite them, to love them despite how they treat you, to love them despite how you feel, but to love them. And in doing so, you can love them to life. You can love them to light. What God wants to do in this place starts with what he wants to do in you. Each one of us can't have all the gifts, but we can have the ones that he has for us. And I can promise you this, what he will do is give us all different gifts that when we come together, we make a complete body. And when people walk into this place, they encounter the loving body of Jesus Christ who is bigger than their sin, who can redeem them, forgive them, and set them free. I want to ask you this morning, where is it you struggle? Is it control for you? Is it love? Is love hard? Love is hard. Love is hard. Love your enemies. Whatever it is, God is bigger. But we need to recognize what it is.
And if we take it to him and say, God, this, this is who I am. I'm this earthen vessel and I'm, and I'm cracked and, and, and I struggle with control and I struggle with love and I struggle with being this person. But God, despite all of that, I know that you are bigger and I just want more of you in my life. And I want, I want to operate in the gifts that you have for me. I want to go where you want me to go. And I don't know how to do this by myself. And so Holy Spirit, would you, as I lay down my love and as I lay down my control, God, would you take over? God, because more than the love and more than the control. I want you. I want that fresh fire, that consuming fire in my life. There's love for people and I want to go where you want me to go that I can bring light into darkness. If that's what you want, and God's got this for you. This is a free gift for you. None of us are righteous enough. None of us have earned it enough. Some ask, and it's a good question, why God takes longer in some people than others. Typically, the people who are asking that question are people like me who are typically in a long time. We say, man, I've been praying for this for a while, and, and, and I don't know. I'm going to ask God that later on sometime. But in my own opinion, what I think is this. Sometimes I think God just likes it when we press in and we seek after him. If you're a parent, you know what this is like. When your kids want a bike or some new toy, they start doing amazing things around the house. They start showing their love. They start pressing. They're the sweetest little things ever. And, and, and if you buy it for them right away, guess what happens? It's over, right? My little angel's gone, and they're off on their bike doing whatever. But if you linger, well, guess what? It just continues, right? So the truth is we understand what this is like. Sometimes God just wants us to seek and to continue to push in and want more of him and more of him. So do not be discouraged if you've been praying for a long time. Doesn't mean you're a lesser Christian. Just keep trusting God. He's got this for you. He has it all for you. Jesus says that you are the light of the world and that we shouldn't hide our light. I want to ask Pastor Rainey to come. And I want to ask you to stand this morning and, uh, and some of our, our prayer leaders just come forward. And I want to talk to you a little bit about how we're going to do this. This is about you responding to God. I want to say I have a lot of respect for, for, for Dr. Ezra, but God's not going to give him the gift to give to you. He's not going to give it to me to give to you. He's going to give it directly from him to you. We're here to pray alongside of you and for you, all right? Now, here's the thing. In a few minutes, we're just going to open up this, the, the altars here. Some of you need to come forward because God's going to tug and put that on your heart. That's between you and him. Some of you may not need to. Some of you can just stay right where you are. But we want you to know that you can go anywhere in the sanctuary and pray. If you need to go and just find a place by yourself, go find a place by yourself and pray. If you want to come to somebody and say, would you just pray with me? Then come and pray with someone. What I've asked our prayer leaders to do this morning is this. Just move in obedience to the Holy Spirit. That means that they will pray for you if you come up here, and then they're just going to move around and pray for whoever God lays on their hearts. And they're just going to pray. We're going to take some time here for the rest of the service just to pray. Tune everybody else out. This is between you and him. Too many times you try and rush him. 
Just take this time to worship him as Pastor Ray leads in worship, to pray. Just focus on him and open up your arms and open up your hearts and, 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 and go to that banquet table that he has for you and eat what he has. He wants to give this to you. He has this for you. He wants to love on you this morning. Allow the walls to come down. Let them come in. If you're in here, you've been baptized for a long time, man, ask him, God, I, I want the next level. I want what you have more for me. Not only do I want it, but I want to move in it. I want to move in it. I, 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 I want, some of, you, some of you probably have, honestly, some of you probably have the gift of healing in a storehouse waiting for you that God wants to put on your life. And he's waiting to give it to you. And some have the gift of knowledge waiting. And some of you have miraculous powers waiting for you. God saying, no, I've got this for you. I just need you to surrender more and to want more. I want everything that God has for me in my life. Do you? Let's just come to him. Let's pray. We're going to ask you just to, to stand for a little bit to give people opportunity to come out of the pews if they want to then you can sit and pray and and, and just respond to God the way you want to. Lord Jesus thank you God that you didn't send us out as orphans but you sent the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit that you've come into our lives and, and, and you desire to empower us with gifts that we can't even imagine. That you have all of the tools that we need to build your kingdom. God, I pray for every life in this place this morning. God, you know every desire. God, you know every obstacle. God, we just, we just pray against every obstacle. Would they be removed in the name of Jesus? God, would you open up every heart, Lord God? God, would you remove every distraction from every person's mind and let them truly just focus on you? And, and Father, would you fill your people this morning? to overflowing, God. God, with the evidence of speaking in tongues and God, would you, would you give healing anointings on people's lives and, 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 and miraculous powers on people's lives, Lord God, and words of wisdom and, and, and knowledge, Lord God. Holy Spirit, would you rule in this place and in our lives. Let us move out of here today empowered like never before for your kingdom. We surrender this church. We surrender our lives. Have your way. Be glorified, we pray in Jesus' name. Would you just respond to him this morning?